Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In the same time, in the same year, uh, from UCLA, Wooden and Bill Walton won it back in 72, but also uh, were the only player-coach combo to win it more than once, and they did it in back-to-back years, back in 72 and 73. Anthony Grant, Obi Toppin may not be done yet. Again, as I mentioned, Anthony Grant still a finalist to win Naismith and Wooden Coach of the Year awards, and then Obi Toppin still in the conversation for Naismith, Wooden, and Malone awards as well. Uh, so I do not think that this is the last that we're going to be announcing Postseason awards for either of those two individuals, and uh, how special is that? Coach Grant, Obi Toppin, uh, just magical year, not just for those two, for the entire team, um, but we know uh, it, it's really cool seeing both of them be honored for their accomplishments. But as I said, it was weird seeing the reaction on social media. A lot of UD fans, trust me, there's a ton of joy, there's a ton of excitement, but I think that the more postseason awards come out, the more pain uh, a lot of Flyer fans are feeling. That's why I asked the question, do, do these types of awards make you feel better? Uh, do they kind of ease the pain of the abrupt ending to the season, or does it make you feel worse? I mean, Brandon, it's kind of interesting how, and by the way, I don't even know what mic you have. Is that three? Yep. Bingo. There it is. Off and rolling. Uh, but, do, you know, do the, the abrupt ending, do these awards... Should they make Flyer fans feel better? I think it should make them feel better, but I also get those who say it makes them feel worse because the more you're adding to it, it's like, man. So when we look back 15, 20 years from now and say, oh, wow, you had National Coach and Player of the Year? Well, how'd, So how did you guys do? How did that season go? It's going to be that conversation point of, oh, crap, you know, <laughs> we didn't have a tournament at all. So I think me personally, I feel like it should make fans feel better. It should ease them a little bit because, yeah, when you see all these – awards and Obi's being named on first team and all these different platforms you miss the game you want to watch the games and you know it should be going on right now but I feel like just seeing the awards for me I feel like seeing the players who are deserving of these awards makes you feel good reminds you of the program once again and even though they didn't get to play like the last time we saw UD they were on a what 19 game winning streak I mean so the season didn't end how we wanted it to, but they didn't lose the. They didn't end the season in a loss either. So I yep. think these players and Coach Grant, Obi and Coach Grant, winning these awards should make Flyer faithful feel good, just because they had a yeah, magical yeah. season. I, I think it makes him feel good. I don't think there's anyone out there that's upset yeah. that they won it. I, I I think both can be true. So when I asked that question about do these awards make it more difficult to to swallow the ending to the season, or does it make it easier to you know to to deal with these awards? I think that it's not that no one is disappointed. They're disappointed <laughs> that the season didn't get a final chapter, the postseason, you know, but it is what it is. We'll pick up with this coming up in a little bit. Coming up here in just a few moments, uh, we're going to be joined by Nick Wilson out of Charlotte. He's with Sports Radio WFNZ. We're going to talk with him about the Cam Newton situation. Nick Wilson uh, used to do uh, used to work in Cleveland for 92-1, the fan in Cleveland. Excited to catch up with him. Uh, did not just talk about the Cam Newton situation where he could end up if you look at the market. Nothing really there for him. Uh, there is no starting position open for him. A lot of people pointing at the Chargers. If I'm the Chargers, I'm looking at the draft. I mean, Cam Newton can come in and make an impact. I know that the Chargers were 
You can't sit there and say that, okay, they were only looking to acquire or only looking to go get a rookie quarterback. They were in the mix. They were a team that was kicking the tires on potentially getting a Tom Brady. So to say that they would not want to get a Cam Newton is a little out there. My thing is, is you're kicking off a season in L.A. You're the Chargers in L.A. You have the Raiders right now. They've, I mean, they have John Gruden. They don't have the sexiest quarterback in the world, obviously, and who they have there. So it's not like he's a big name quarterback. But right now, the Chargers. There's going to be a lot of teams in L.A. or Vegas, I should say. Yeah, I guess the with Raiders. the Raiders, but the mm-hmm. West Coast over there. But there's going to be a lot of those teams on the West Coast that are trying to separate themselves and get that headline. Uh, the Rams. I mean, the Rams are two years removed from a Super Bowl appearance, but they're losing more pieces. I mean, they just lost Gurley. Uh, you know, they're not as stacked as they were two years ago. The Chargers have an opportunity here to kind of plant their flag for say. I'm just saying Cam Newton would do that, at least from a, from an L.A. standpoint. And the way he dresses, the way he carries himself, that's L.A. It screams L.A. Uh, Cam Newton makes a lot of sense there. But if he doesn't end up there, I don't know. I mean, the Patriots are the only other place, but they just signed Hoyer. I don't know. Cam Newton... His team did him dirty, so we're going to talk about that with Nick Wilson. Or did they do him wrong? I mean, we're going to find out because he'll know more about some of the behind-scenes stuff that's going on over there in Charlotte. So we'll get to that coming up here just around the corner. Also on the show today, as I previewed yesterday, and Brandon, you can chime in on this too, the biggest storybook endings in sports. Think back to Peyton Manning winning a Super Bowl to cap off his career. We could do the biggest storybook endings in sports that we witnessed happen or that we would love to see happen. I think for me, a storybook ending for the career of either Tom Brady or Bill Belichick would be a matchup in the Super Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady in the Bucks, Super Bowl 31 or 51 coming up next year or this yeah this year or next year however you want to word it. Imagine them if Cam Newton goes to the Patriots. Imagine the Patriots making a run back to the Super Bowl, a Super Bowl that would be in Tampa. Tampa would be the first team to ever host a Super Bowl uh, if the Buccaneers could get there with Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Bucks, Patriots, Tom Brady versus X, X in town. Imagine who gets the upper hand. I mean, who, that would be a, such an intriguing storyline right there. So to me, that's a storybook ending, I guess. If WWE writers can write <laughs> storylines, that would be one right there. I would love to see that. That would be the perfect ending because Terry Bradshaw today, he was kind of talking about I saw that. Tom's decision and how he didn't really understand it. And he thinks it's more Tom trying to prove that he can win without Bill. And because of that, I kind of believe that, too. I believe Tom Brady has that, that feeling inside himself, like, I can win without Tom, without Coach Belichick. I was also a part of his success as, success as well. So I think he wants to go to Tampa Bay and win it all and make a point, at least get to, you know, like the NFC Championship or something like that. But that ending, that matchup, the storylines would be going on for days. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the, just the chess game between, I feel like, Tom and Coach Belichick, even while like the defense for the Patriots is on the field or Brady's on the field, that, that would just be a crazy matchup, man. It definitely would. It definitely would. So be thinking of those folks because we're going to get into that. The biggest storybook endings in sports or story like, yeah, I mean, the biggest storybook endings in sports or storybook storylines, endings, however you want to word it, uh, I think that's something interesting to consider when we move forward in the show because we'll get into more of that and get your reaction on social media and take your calls. But with that being said, Cam Newton, where does he end up next year? We talked about it on yesterday's show as well. Andy Dalton's still a Bengal. I have no clue what's going on there. We have XFL quarterbacks getting jobs. We have Hoyer getting jobs. We have all these guys that I would take Andy Dalton over. If you look at the last three or four days of the quarterbacks that have signed, I'll take Andy Dalton over any of them, and yet all of them have signed or been traded to new teams. Either the Bengals are doing Andy Dalton wrong 
or they have a bigger plan in place. And we'll talk about that coming up on the other side with Nick Wilson out of Charlotte Sports Radio WFNZ. We'll talk about Cam Newton's potential departure and what that means and compare it to how the Bengals are handling Cam Newton or uh, Andy Dalton. We'll get to all that coming up next. More of the Kenner and Slummer Show when we come back. Not the Kenner and Slummer Show, the Justin Kenner Show. That's for you, Slim. That's for you, Slim. You know, I ain't going to be done saying Kenner and Slummer for a while, but damn, that just came out so natural. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> <laughs> ay, ay, ay. All right, we'll be back in a moment. It doesn't matter what show it is, we'll just be back. <laughs>